0: Ready? Hello.
1: Hello. How, um, how are they? This is our podcast. we we'll do things together. This is my friend's accent. It's kind of okay. <laughs> It's better than my than my Scottish accent. <laughs> it is
0: not offensive enough. It does not sound like a bad Hollywood voice accent. I get that bad yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, where's my timer clock? I don't know. No, no. Stopwatch. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful
0: co-host, Matt. Matt, Matt
1: watch what should people do?
0: People should like, people should subscribe, and people should tell their friends. I don't know what this inflection I'm doing is, but I don't like it. Let me try that again. People <laughs> should like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, specifically, check out our...
1: I plugged Instagram in a while.
0: Yeah, we've got an Instagram. We haven't done anything on there in a while, but it I've exists. Been, been, I mean, I... You do your episode teasers, I yeah? I do my episode That's teasers good.
1: that usually are just more like a context... Or like something like a, a showcase. Like for today, I'm actually going to elaborate on the teaser. Oh wow! I posted wow. the teaser like two weeks ago. Whoa! It's this thing. <laughs> you not? Did you not see that in the group me? Nope. Oh, I posted this like so. I I we'll talk about it when we get to it. There's a Batman set photo, and I have my full breakdown of the of the costume and what I think it is, and it's color coded. So I will explain things as we get going. Um, All right. When we get to that later. Uh, yeah. Check yeah. out our Instagram. We'll do, that's typically where we put things. Cause I mean, we're, this is an audio medium. So typically if you start talking about something we're looking at, <laughs> that is where we'll put the thing so that you can actually go to the Instagram while you're listening and see it. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do that. Just buckle in. Yep. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Matt, what you been up to?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. I did watch the, a couple more episodes of the Clone Wars. Um and I did watch the entire season four of Better Call Saul because that's on Netflix now. Oh,
1: hi. I I saw, saw that. Well, I, I saw that.
0: You saw that it was on Netflix, or you saw that I had seen it?
1: I saw that it was on Netflix.
0: Okay, but yes. I... Well,
1: I didn't see, actually see that it was on Netflix. I just saw a whole bunch of advertisements of with him and saw uh... like Better Call Saul. So I'm like, I assume the next season is probably on Netflix, given all the yes the there yeah is.
0: they just put it on netflix a couple weeks ago it, they just put it on netflix actually on my birthday Oh, okay. happy birthday to me mm-hmm. uh because season five starts tomorrow i think it's the first episode yeah tomorrow
1: oh that's right it's an actual tv show not a i know a streaming it's show.
0: like it's it's the last of the real tv shows yeah except walking dead i suppose still exists nah. but fuck that show
1: <laughs> that show died in season three
0: I've enjoyed the first couple episodes of season four that I watched like eight months ago and haven't gotten <laughs> back into since. Um, anyway, yeah. Megan,
1: uh, I, I maintain, is the best villain in the worst show. Okay. And by that, I mean the ratio of how good of a character he can be while being put in the writing and the surrounding atmosphere of the show at the time mm. was just atrocious. Okay. I want a redo of having him. All right. I don't know about The the whispers because I haven't seen any of that.
0: Um, I don't well. know either. Um, man, better call Saul though. We good. Is it better than Breaking Bad?
1: I have not seen. So it much. might be
0: better than Breaking Bad.
1: <laughs> you're shaking your head while you say that, so it makes me think you're being sarcastic. Almost. Like, no, <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not being sarcastic. It's just like, like Breaking Bad is almost the end all be all of the golden age TV. But yeah. Better Call Saul, it's a, it's a prequel that. Not only lives up to its predecessor, but outshines it by doing it in a different way. Because, mm-hmm. kind of, you've got Breaking Bad, and you've you got your Walt and your Jesse, and they've both got their big character arcs, and it's this big drama. But it's also a show stacked with all these interesting side characters, yeah. like uh, Gus Fring, and uh, Saul Goodman, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Irvintrout, and people like that. Mm -hmm. And so better call Saul is just a playground for all these interesting side characters, except they get their own stories and they get their own character arcs. And, Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Um, writing's really good. Characters are really good. Um, the, the camera work, it still does all that like fun breaking bad kind of camera angles. Mm. There's a shot where there's a, a scene and it starts out, two people having a conversation at a vending machine in a courthouse and then it moves elsewhere but like the first shot the the I, what's what are, what's one they call it where they like establishing? establishing shot the establishing shot is from wow <laughs> that is crazy
1: that i knew that i right knew there was that. a word and i knew it started <laughs>
0: with something like an e maybe but i, I don't know couldn't remember but anyway um <clears throat> the establishing shot is from the inside of the vending machine, watching the coins coming in the slot. Oh, that is—it's just—it's so like wacky, yeah. and it's—it—it it ends lends visual flair to a show that's mostly just people talking a lot. Yeah. Um, but then it's also got people not talking. That one thing this show does so well is—it seems like every season there's one scene, maybe five to ten minutes. No dialogue, just someone doing something. Yeah. There's a scene in the first show where someone realizes that someone's tracking his car. And it's like this elaborate five minute sequence of him working out who it is and like um coming up with a, a sort of a trap almost. Yeah. No dialogue, but you understand exactly what he's doing and he mm-hmm. goes through this whole complicated process. And it seems like they do they do something like that every season. It's mm-hmm. just so good. Um, there's a a no dialogue montage at the start of an episode where the whole episode's kind of about a, a particular relationship between a couple of characters starting to break down. Yeah, just starting to see the cracks, and this montage kind of puts you in that headspace before anything actually dramatic happens on screen. Yeah, so good. Um, just so good. All right. It's oh, and the without spoiling anything. There is one character death this season, and I don't think I have ever rooted harder against a character death. Hmm. Like Game of Thrones, I knew they were coming; it still hurt to watch some of them. Um, there's other one, other shows where I've been like, "Oh, I really hope they don't kill this character," and then they do. But this one, like, you kind of you know it's coming mm-hmm. a couple of minutes before it happens, and you, the whole time you're just no, don't get to do that. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> brutal. But huh. good. So good. All right. Great show. Good. Anyway, that's it. That's that what I'm to. Is a show I'm I can
1: watch to. in the background?
0: No. All right. It's too good.
1: All right. Is that all? Yes. All right. Uh, I have... I finished Wonder Woman. I... Oh, I didn't finish Wonder Woman. I've You've read finished. all of the Wonder Woman the comics now.
0: Have. You are the expert.
1: I am the expert. Um, and I've started Superman for all seasons. Hey! Yay! I am four pages in, because then I really needed to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's great. I, it's Jeff Loeb. Holy shit, dude. And I love Tom Sale art style. Um, Tim Sale. Tim Sale, fuck. Shut up. You're just like, you okay over there? I'm trying a plug in my laptop, but it won't fit. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> uh, no, it's great so far. Um... Uh, I have nothing else to elaborate on. It's it's. You're four it's, pages in. Yeah, I'm four pages in. Yeah. Um, it's
0: it's a good one. It's pretty slow. Like not a whole lot happens, but it's a good expert. It it's a Superman comic that makes Superman feel like Superman.
1: That, to me, the best comics I've seen with Superman are the ones where the first thing they do is put him in Kansas in a flannel shirt. Because mm-hmm. that's the important thing about him. Right. He was Clark Kent before he was Superman. Despite the fact that he was born Superman, right? And that's one of the most interesting things about him. Uh, I was actually watching this video. I can't remember who who did it, but small YouTuber, not very many like not very many views comparatively to like the big guys. Like yeah, not writer. like relative to us or anything. Yeah. oh exactly. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he was just talking about how DC has been abusing their characters, and Superman is one of those where. Oh, yeah. They made Superman – in Man of Steel, he's just kind of this hovering above everyone all the time. Yeah, they made um, him like a god figure. Yes, he, he's a god figure. And they have like – that. was it the uh, Deo de los Muertos? Like the Day of the Dead thing? Yeah, Dia de, de los Muertos. That, that thing is like he's just a god. But then you look at stuff like uh, All-Star Superman where uh, he's like – he's struggling with the sense of mortality. And there's that, that one scene that I – I had it saved on my old phone, but I don't have it saved on this mm-hmm. one. But it's the series of panels of that girl who's like wanting to jump, oh, yep, yep. and he just like kind of comes up behind her, fucking brings a tear to my eye all the time. And it's that that humanity that's in him. Mm-hmm. And so this starts with him just at Kansas uh, as like a like in high school. Yeah, it's a um, it's
0: not quite an origin story necessarily, but it's like a
1: it's a m- mid origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um, Year one and a half. Year one and a half. <laughs> uh it, it's so good i the like i said the the best superman stories are the ones that dwell on the fact that he's essentially human right um yeah the best line from justice league because it's kind of a jv thing is when batman says that uh superman's a bit more human than me or mm-hmm. a bit more human than the rest of us and it's like I mean, yeah, that's the essence. I'm disappointed it took you three fucking movies to get that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, one of the points the I've made is, just, like, you have uh, a movie like uh, Ragnarok where they're like, we're going to take stories from Ragnarok and, like, uh, Thor, the mighty Thor, and let's just throw some Planet Hulk in there. And it's like they know the source material. Right. Meanwhile... Uh, Zack Snyder read a few pages of Dark Knight Returns and a few pages of... Uh, uh, Death um, of Superman. Death of Superman. It was just like, let's make a movie! And then completely ignores... But like the thing about the MCU is that they've read a lot of the source material and the actors mm-hmm. read the source material. Yeah. I've never seen a fucking picture of Ben Affleck reading any Batman. Um, I don't think he would. Same thing with Christopher... Uh, uh Not Christopher, Null, um, uh Christian Bale. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of him reading it. But I know Henry Cavill read Superman, mm-hmm. and I know Gog Adult read Wonder Woman. Okay. But Zack Snyder never read any of the. Snyder? Snyder? Steiner? <laughs> Max Snyder. Zack Snyder. Wow! <laughs> Zack Snyder never read any of the comics. Like, never extensively did research on the comics. Right. And it's just, it shows that. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, although I can transition very well into I watched Batman Forever. Oh, no! It's bad! <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want. I couldn't find a place to stream it, but I did got watch one of those YouTube playlists where they put as many clips together as they can uh, okay. to make the movie. So I got a majority of it. There's like a couple like scene transitions I yeah. see, but Oh my god, no. Just First of all, Dick Grayson's like twenty-six in that.
0: Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
1: um Batman. Anyone who says Val Kilmer, I've heard people say Val Kilmer's the best Batman. You, you fucking, have? I, I'm gonna drag. Next time I hear that, I'm gonna drag that person to the street and shoot him. <laughs> oh no, he's the. If, he's not the worst. He's, he's not the worst because but, George
0: Clooney's the worst.
1: <laughs> okay, so here actually, Andrew and I were talking about this because uh, the other thing I did was I watched Dark Knight. Uh, I watched Batman Begins, the Dark Knight as well. Oh. I watched a lot of Batman. I don't know why I'm just on a Batman binge this well, this week. Batman's good. Um dark knight is i don't know i pu- I moved it up to 10 on my IMDb. i don't know why it wasn't i think it's just because i went for so long without having seen it yeah that it started to kind of de- like deteriorate like, my brain
0: you're like this is you know it's a good movie but then if you don't see it you forget just how really yeah, good it is it's
1: fucking amazing and anyone that says that christian bale is not the best batman or and or the best bruce wayne is wrong
0: i have a kevin conroy that begs to differ
1: live action yes you're okay yeah um best live action both of them just everything the willing to tarnish his own name in order to protect people like when when the league of shadows show up and ben Mm -hmm. batman begins and he just starts acting drunk and kicking everyone out yeah because he knows the fucking league of shadows is there yeah that's a bruce wayne move that's a batman Using the mask of Bruce Wayne move to do Batman job. Yeah, and I love when that happens. Um, the in Dark Knight, it's just Two Face is a great character, but the weakest link of that movie. Yep. Um, he's more of a plot device for the Joker's means to his end. Right. Um, which which is a little disappointing because Two Face can be a really great villain. Um, I'm gonna I'm putting him on my list of my uh, um. Now, having watched Batman Forever and Dark Knight, I'm putting him on my list of villain showcase mm-hmm. villains. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Val was not great. Um, Andrew and I were talking about, back to what I was going to say initially, is uh, George Clooney is the worst Batman movie. But Adam West is arguably the worst Batman because of how long it took Warner Brothers to recover the public image of what batman is it took them decades to convince the public that batman's not goofy
0: you know that's an interesting point
1: it he fucked the name of batman because of his stupid dancing from the 60s <laughs> it he his was a more cult, cult, culturally impactful but in a bad way batman okay. george clooney's goofy it took like Five years for people to get over fucking bat nipples, which, by the way, Val Kilmer introduced. Yep. They're just pointier <laughs> with George Clooney. <laughs> um, but, and we still kind of make fun of it, but it took years, like decades, to get over thinking that Batman's goofy. Right. Um. So I will defend that. I, anytime someone says okay. George Clooney's worse, I'll say, yes, he was a bad Batman, but he wasn't the worst for the image of Batman.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, it's it's interesting
1: because it's. I mean, we talked about this. We talked about it vaguely in the Birds of Prey thing. Uh, Warner Brothers' initiative to um, change the 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 um the world of Harley Quinn and change the characterization of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. This whole thing they've been doing. If you want to hear me more talk more about that, go listen to our Birds of Prey review. Um, I believe I talked about it in the spoilers episode. So. Go to say episode section. Yep. So go watch the movie and then listen to that. Um, but Batman was the same way with, like, doing um, the uh, – having the um, Michael Keaton stuff, mm-hmm. uh, having the Nightfall, which at the very end of Nightfall, you'll see the influence of this whole initiative. Like, when mm-hmm. you get to the very last – it's the last page of the third book. You see that influence. Because right now in Nightfall, he's blue and gray. Right. The very end is when he switches to Black Kevlar. Uh, that stuff is when it goes darker, okay. there's all this kind of like it. And that was 93, give or take, give or take from 66. Yep. It took them that long to really kind of try to convince people that Batman's not goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, There's still occasional things like they do the Batman, uh, Lego thing. Uh, Lego Batman thing Which is a little goofy Which I have I've heard many arguments Is actually very faithful To the character So I need to go back And rewatch it (laughs) Anyway Um Yeah so I've been doing that Uh Yeah a lot of Batman
0: Batman forever
1: I want to read more Batman You have all my Batman comics Fucking
0: I'll bring some of them
1: back (laughs) (laughs) I want to read them
0: (laughs) Um I think that's All I've been up to What What did you think of Jim Carrey as Riddler Can you sanction his buffoonery?
1: I cannot sanction his buffoonery. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't really talk about that man forever that much. Um, There was a lot of problems uh, with just the general... I I had them all, like, really pointed, and I knew what I wanted to say Mm -hmm. um, a week ago. (laughs) Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, the one of them was Dick Grayson's Way Too Old, the... Uh Uh, Val Kilmer. Oh, um, the whole what's her name? That whole love interest thing was yeah. bullshit. Uh, the uh Alfred was good. Alfred was about as Alfred as you can get. Um, yeah, Two Face. Two Face is just nuts. So, um, they seem to have forgotten the Harvey Harvey Dent part of Two Face. Right. Um. You've seen forever? Yes Yeah He's just nuts all the time And that's right. the that's the bad side But then there's the Harvey Dent side um, And It They never really I, As far as I remember They never really actually do The randomness of it He always flips a coin And it's always the side of like bad mm-hmm. They never really do Like uh, One of the good things from Dark Knight Is when he's talking to Moroni And he's like He flips the coin He's like uh, Alright It's your lucky day Flips it again. He's not who the driver, and he like <laughs> utilizes that randomness to increase the chance of getting what he wants. But it's still yep. random. Yep. Um. And like, and with uh, Rene Montoya, not Montoya. I thought she was Rene Montoya. I keep forgetting yeah. that she's not. Why didn't they just make her Montoya? Uh, but uh, Ramirez, Ramirez. Yeah. Uh, you kind of feel like she's gonna get shot, but then it lands on heads. Yeah. So She's fine. Got to keep a few of them. Um. And one of the things that I really liked is that they—it's uh, Harvey Dent's really creative with his misprinted thing, but mm-hmm. then once Two Faces created, it creates that duel, right? Um, but uh, and then um, Jim Carrey, N-
0: no, no,
1: all of that, all of it is just a misinterpretation of Edward Digma. Yep, you do know that Riddler's in Dark Knight, right? he is coleman reese he's the guy who who comes i know yeah i know who coleman reese Reese was an alias of riddler at one point
0: oh interesting and that's
1: why they had that whole like he figured out who batman is oh
0: okay very cool
1: also the the ways that people because there was the bat there's the batman story where uh riddler tells him he's like i know who you are and he's like cool What's the thing that once you know or once you uh, once you share it you no longer have and he's like it's a secret. He's like what's that riddle, riddle worth? Nothing, cuz everyone knows it. He's like exactly. The moment you tell people about who I am is the moment <laughs> that riddle becomes useless. And he's like damn it. <laughs> um the ways people cuz I like the idea that the riddler can figure it out cuz the riddler's a smart person when he's ru- yeah. done correctly. Not absorbing people's brainwaves or whatever the fuck that was. I don't know. Um, but so having Coleman Reese figured out, and then uh, Lucius Fox go like, okay, so you think that your employer, a billion, the mo- the most powerful person in Gotham, <laughs> spends his time beating criminal the uh, the scum of the of the city with his bare hands, and your plan is to blackmail this man? <laughs> good luck. That's such a great line. That's a good line. Um, but yeah. So that's what I'm up to. A lot of Batman.
0: Yep. Speaking of Batman. Speaking of Batman, heck of a segue.
1: Wow. <laughs> we got a week, yo. So we haven't talked. We haven't.
0: We haven't talked about the, the initial the test footage. The
1: test footage, which we could just skip past because now we have better pictures.
0: Well, I want to talk about the test footage for a second here.
1: Marvel people are losing their minds. Why? Because it's so much like Daredevil
0: it's got a red
1: background red background and the mask is reminiscent of the daredevil mask
0: yeah okay all right
1: which is fuck off marvel fans i think it's just like the diehards like the the, the people that hate dc like, yeah. i've talked about this i don't hate marvel i personally think dc is better for a list of reasons that i've discussed several times mm-hmm. but they're the people who are fans of dc that hate marvel and vice versa mm-hmm. fuck those people there are the people. It's the Marvel fanatics that hate DC, and they're just looking for another reason. I think they're scared that this is going to be a really good Batman, probably, and so they're looking for reasons to hate it. Mm-hmm. Sure, this may, they may have taken inspiration from Daredevil. Take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. We recognize that that's an amazing show. It's a very similar to Batman kind of characterization of Daredevil. Yeah. Let's go with it. It works. Yeah. Clearly. Obviously, we're going to do something different because it's Batman and not Daredevil. Right. But it works. And also, it's just the color red. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a question for you, Mr. Batman, man. Uh-huh. What could the red symbolize if it's not just uh hey, let's well, crib Daredevil? Because I, I wouldn't expect them to just be like, well let's just imitate Daredevil and see if no one notices. I expect it has some sort of meaning.
1: Um so, so I'll, I'll be honest the very first thing i thought of when i saw it was he's in a fucking f- uh film development room hmm
0: <laughs> i don't know why I, okay
1: I, don't know why I thought that <laughs> i just imagined he's like he's because i'm we're all hoping this is a noir thing they've said it's going to be a detective thing yep. i'm hoping that it's fully noir but well, you know a couple like beat the shit out of. oh yeah movies. yeah yeah um but I was just imagining, like, he's, like, taking pictures. Maybe he prefers, like, analog, so he's, like, developing some film and stuff like that to mm-hmm. do some detective work or whatever. I don't know. Maybe the the red – I mean, you could go with the easy ones. Red symbolizes blood. Red symbolizes evil. Maybe it's the him kind of struggling with the evil side of himself, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know. Until we get All more right. information about the movie, maybe it was just they wanted to put a cool filter on it. Because yeah. it does look dope as shit. It does look real cool. <laughs>
0: Uh, um, my, my money's on it just looks cool Alright, I'll <laughs> take it uh, What'd you think of the music? I don't remember the music Bum, 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 bum. I think I was
1: focusing more on the actual costume than like, okay. the,
0: the music. Because I watched it a few times so I could get the really get the music because it's apparently going to be that's like actual Giacchino composed that, Oh, okay. So and that's it's going to be something from the score. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, so no I, opinion here right yeah.
0: now. I'll say I liked it. It sounded like um. It sounded like a a. It sounded like the the '80s and '90s Batman theme, or not theme necessarily, but sort of um, stylings, but in a in sort of a Hans Zimmer kind of way. Yeah. So it's it's got its own character, its own flavor. I think um, it, is it, it, it is a little noir.
1: What's he done? What else has he done?
0: Giacchino? Yeah. Uh, he did Hellboy? Didn't he? Is this the guy that? Maybe no. He's done. He does so much. I mean, he did Rogue One. So. Oh. But he also did Incredibles and Incredibles Two, okay. um, the new Jurassic movies, okay. um, the Mission Impossible, I think three, four, five. Okay, so he's Star- not like oh, Star Trek. That's the big thing. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, and so then also um, Doctor Strange.
0: No, not also Doctor Strange.
1: The guy who did the who did um enterprising young man did didn't Doctor he strange. yes it's the same guy it is yeah oh because it's the because I, I realized when we were watching dr strange i was like that sounds exactly like enterprising young man like i was right. singing with it and i went and checked and it was the same guy so if it's the guy that did okay star trek then it's the guy who did dr strange okay yeah so uh, he's, he's good he's good okay. yeah he's
0: done he's done a lot of stuff cool he's he's one of the big names nowadays good okay
1: um so yeah, let's delve into the fucking set photos. Let's take dude. a look, yeah. All right, so basically we got a whole bunch of set photos for people who don't know um, of a motorcycle scene with Batman and presumably Catwoman.
0: Looked like a Catwoman um, stunt double.
1: It's a woman on a motorcycle in black. Nothing to indicate cat, but I mean, it, you got limited options here and we're pretty certain. Poison it's Ivy. <laughs> uh, and then Batman. Yep. Uh. I don't know if that's a stunt. I think that's a stunt double.
0: I'm pretty sure everything from this scene was a stunt double. Yeah, all the pictures they've released. Um, but we got a very good look at the out at
1: the at the suit. Yep. Uh, so I have, if you go to our Instagram page at Justice Losers Pod, uh, I have posted a picture of Batman with several things circled in different colors and one point and one arrow in a different color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to quickly go through and say my takes on what. I kind of sussed out from the thing.
0: All right. So you you haven't heard my,
1: my takes on things.
0: Not fleshed out. We kind of talked about it for 15 seconds last night.
1: Yeah. Uh, cause whenever I talk to my friend, like the friends that care about it, about comics and stuff, the people who are around me that don't care get, like, exasperated. It's like, look, fucking Katie, <laughs> I, I'm not talking to you. Like, I know you don't care, so I'm not talking to you about it. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So I'm gonna start with the top. Uh, I have a um purple arrow pointed to his hood. Okay. Um, I am cert- I'm very confident that that's actually not the cowl. Um, I think it's just a stunt cowl because mm-hmm. riding in a motorcycle with the with the vague cowl that we saw in the in the test footage, that looks like it's something that's a bit stiffer and kind of hard to drive in, uh in a motorcycle. Or right. drive A motorcycle with. I think that's just a distance shot cowl for comfort to at least get the most of the look on. Um, he's got goggles. Uh, I can't remember if he's got goggles in that one. Yes, he does. Uh, he got goggles. I don't. I think that might be edited out. I doubt it. I think it's just it was raining. Mm-hmm. That set was raining. Yeah. I think it was just goggles for safety, so a stunt guy doesn't get water in his eye and throw him off and kill yeah. him. Um, so I think don't expect that to be the cowl. Mm-hmm. Long ears, though.
0: Right. I do like it. It's good for headbutting and poking people. You yep. Poke, poke people two in Two very the eyes. precise little holes right in the nipples.
1: Oh, I'll say I'm poking the eyes if they have really far apart eyes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into what, into what it looks like. Uh, it does look vaguely cloth-like in the test footage, mm-hmm. so I think that's good. I don't want it to be like a machine. Right. Uh, it is a like cowl, after all. Uh, the blue uh, are kind of little, little pads on his shoulders, like kind of on his collarbone. Mm-hmm. Um, my take is uh, detachable cape. Yeah, I buy it. Uh, for several I purposes. One, my brain is making this Batman the most practical one. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't made a detachable cape at this point, come on. Many a time has Batman been fighting Bane, and Bane just grabs him by the cape and flings him around. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be a cape that serves for two purposes. Uh, so, the, in the comics, the cape... Serves a purpose of scare of, of like fear tactic. Mm-hmm. It makes him bigger. It makes him more menacing. It makes him blend darker. It's it's just it's, it's like this it's, shadowy shape instead exactly. of just a it's, person. It's a, it's a it's a it's an image thing for his intimidation. But when it comes to practicality of a cape during fights, it might be bad because it might get in the way. Mm-hmm. riding on a motorcycle might yeah. be bad yeah uh, get so this big old
0: parachute ballooning out behind exactly
1: you. yeah uh so i think it's it's a cape that he can detach when he doesn't need the cape on but when he's ready to kind of like intimidate people or just wants it on in general he can put it on but it's like and then any amount of kind of like force on it will take it off mm-hmm. so he can't get because that that would make sense why would you put on a cape why would you just put on this thing that someone can grab you by that you that isn't your body because you can at least control if your arm is getting grabbed you can fix that but if your cape is getting grabbed you can't really do much with that not so much so um the green not really certain um it looks like some sort of reinforced steel or some sort of gadget uh carter mentioned just he thinks it's just aesthetic but i want to read into things as much as i can so that i can claim the things i can
0: metal q-tips for cleaning out the ears on his helmets
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i think it could be a variety of things possibly like trank darts yeah um possibly some sort of dart like tracking darts that he can stick on the things like if it's anything it's probably an element of a dart Mm -hmm. of some sort um or it's just uh reinforcing his his arms. Yeah. So if Some someone sort of comes at him with there. a sword he can kinda like block it off. Um the yellow this one's a bit weird. So typically Batman has like blades and stuff on his bracers, like those kind of things on those on right. his arms. I think those are just fabric cinchers. Like thing like the mm-hmm. the straps that you just cinch to put his gauntlets on. Yeah. Um they look relatively fabricy if you kinda zoom in on them. They're like a little bit like kind of bent and they look flimsy with like the metal tab at the end mm-hmm. like a, a strap of like a backpack or something so i think that's what that is it's kind of combining the practicality of cinching on your gauntlet with the with the aesthetic of what we usually get from batman mm-hmm. uh so we're not getting like those launchable blades we got in dark knight which are cool shit um and for the red uh just reinforced knuckles i mean like
0: why not yeah.
1: Why not add steel to your knuckles when you're punching someone for maximum face rearrangement? <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good. Very good. So,
1: that's my take on that. Um with regards to other things, uh I think the the family or like the gun, oops, sorry. Uh I think the gun on his chest, like the gun bat symbol, has some merit. Mhm. Um, okay. It does look vaguely gun-like. I don't think they're gonna go that direction i think it's just a like something i don't know it's weird it, it looks.
0: i could see them going that direction but not saying anything about it
1: yeah uh he's got a utility belt he has very little gold with the exception of like a couple of clips on his biceps mm-hmm. um i mean practical armor like actual armor and not just like looking goofy. Like this seems very practical all around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not wearing hockey pads. He's not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> that line would have been better if he just kind of said it to himself in the um, in the in the the in the Bat Batmobile mm-hmm. rather than waiting. But uh, well, I
0: think I think it's his point to scare those people so they don't yeah come out and it's like yeah I'm I'm ashamed of myself. I'm out here in hockey pads like a mm-hmm. doofus. Yeah, trying to protect him. So
1: that's my take on that.
0: All right. I'm, I I like this concept that WB has been, they've been doing some interesting things recently. Like they were the ones that did the, um, the tenant teaser only in theaters. Oh yeah. Um, they did that for another movie too. They put the teaser only in theaters. It might've been birds of prey. Quite No. Uh, I think it was birds of prey. The first teaser they had it only in theaters. I think so. I'm not worth it. Um, and then they did with uh, with Joker, they did a similar thing. They had like a test footage type thing. Yeah. Um, now they've done that with Batman. I think they're trying some interesting marketing things just to um, – I think this one in particular, getting the test footage out there, is kind of controlling the first impression, yeah. which is a really smart idea. Yes. Just kind of plant that seed of this is what this Batman movie is going to feel like yeah. in our heads. Um, and. Uh, uh, this good... may
1: be along the same lines of like Warner Brothers kind of trying to readjust everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, bat the image of Batman is a guy that shoots people in the face with guns, right? Um, and I think this Batman Noir like is trying to return the public image back to he is the world's greatest detective because mm-hmm. we we haven't seen him detective things in a long time. Not really. Not even the Christopher Nolan stuff. We see like a little bit, like when he's like doing Some ballistic nods stuff. To it. Yeah, but I mean that's only an element like that's not a real case of like who is this guy right because once you finally get to batman eternal that's a detective story Mm -hmm. that's him trying to figure out what the fuck is happening and who's burning down gotham um well i mean you gotham's burning in like the first page so that's um so i think this is the image because the movies are what define the public image right um and I think this is Warner Brothers trying to return to that with this one. They want Matt Reeves to kinda of say, Okay, this is what Batman actually is, not mm-hmm. whatever Batfleck was. Yeah. Um
0: and Matt Reeves is the right guy for that. Yeah. So what else has he done? He did the second two of the Planet Apes, New Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes trilogy, which those are those are very mature blockbusters with um they're low on action, kinda of high on dialogue and themes and okay. slowing stuff down a little bit yeah they're rich
1: and i think Which andy movies? circus is a good uh I and mean, we talked about vaguely all the characters um i think andy circus is a good i was thinking about this earlier andy circus is a good alfred for this kind of thing where it's not not goofy mm-hmm. not super gloomy he can deliver a few like kind of snarky lines really well like yeah. we've seen him do stuff like that um so i think andy circus is a good mick uh, match for this uh Robert Pattinson, I honestly he's a blank slate for me right now. I think he can do pretty much anything at this point. Like mm-hmm. he's not restricted to you know fucking vampire. <laughs> um,
0: as long as he doesn't sparkle. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ex- no, I'm think, so think, excited for this movie. I'm, this is a
1: 21 release, isn't it?
0: Uh, yes, think so. Maybe. I got a long time.
1: Maybe. I know it's. It I, might
0: be. It might be this fall. No, I'm looking this up. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's
1: a 21. Uh, i think batman. it's i think
0: it's november 2020 it's 21 balls when in 2021 huh when in 2021 <laughs> because it just says two, uh, 2000 uh 2021
1: film the batman release june june okay. late june of 2021 okay so All right given that they're filming now that's pretty early for a yeah. for a non-cgi heavy movie we think it's non-CGI heavy all Probably the not. all the characters they have in there are non-CGI right so and there will
0: be plenty of CGI but it's not gonna be ridiculous
1: oh also for the cape thing there's an out there's a possibility that it's a CGI cape yeah and that's just showing where to attach it yeah. I don't like that idea because sometimes they can look a little weird um yeah. CGI capes with uh Superman and Man of Steel mm-hmm. that looked bad um so I'm hoping they do a realistic cape because I mean it just makes it feel more real if it's an actual cape it reacts
0: the same way and like they have to deal with the cape all the time. Right. So, we'll see. Yep. You think we'll get trailer by Comic-Con? When's Comic-Con? June? It's like late July, I think. Late July. No. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Given that they only just started produ- uh, filming like a month ago, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll have everything, they'll have anything done. I think it'll be a... Um, might get a teaser at Comic-Con. We might I mean, get another first look. Yeah. Um, But I would say... Man, there's really nothing else between him here and there. Not a ton else. I mean, there's New York Comic Con. When's New York? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get it.
0: Okay, I bet. I bet teaser by um uh teaser at Comic Con. Okay. First teaser and then trailer.
1: Uh, New York Comic Con is in October, so we'll probably have something by then. Okay. By then, I'm not confident. All right.
0: So. Cool. All right. All right, Uh, I've got two other exciting pieces of news, so I'll bring it down a little bit and say that Indiana Jones 5 has started filming for some reason. That's not exciting.
1: God damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why that's happening. I mean, I think they could do Old Man Indiana Jones really well, and there are just some like little bits of four that were pretty good and sort of nods in that direction. Uh
1: So maybe this is a
0: course correction? Uh, No, he's not in it. Okay. Don't think not
1: probably not i I hope they could do i would like to see another uh um not temple of doom uh raiders of the lost ark but without the action i would like to see that kind of element of like mystery and clues and actually like Mm -hmm. uh, archaeology yeah i mean that's the historical elements that's the fun part about those movies
0: you know they've got action and good stuff like that but it it's also a lot of just uncovering things and yeah. discovering things. The whole scene in the desert, just him trying to like stay out of the Nazis' way while he's uncovering the Ark of the Covenant and like all these little things is just it's very clever.
1: Yeah. So we'll see yeah. how they go with this.
0: Yeah, I'm pessimistic, but not like giving up on the movie already. I'm pretty pessimistic. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. Uh, what's the other bit of news?
0: Uh, Stranger Things teaser. <laughs> I didn't see it. You didn't see it. it You haven't seen it yet. Well, we gotta we gotta pause the episode. All (laughs) I'll
1: pull it up because I saw people posting about it and I fucking forgot to check it. Yep. Uh, Stranger Things season four.
0: Season four. Oh, he's bald. Yep. And alive. Yep. Well, he's in a. He's been gulagged.
1: Ah i waiting for a jump scare.
0: Nope. Just wanted right. to show us that he's still alive. And also, Max Wachitsk <laughs> is in it. <laughs> what? Max Wachitsk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's very hard to pronounce. Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, uh, Hopper's back. Yep. We um, all knew that. Yeah, we figured got it teleported. had to be at some point. I yep. think
1: it's a time teleportation? No. All
0: right. That's a, that's a Soviet prison camp. Right there, yeah. That's the Soviet music over it.
1: But Soviets kind of went for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, maybe it was like a little earlier Soviet, or maybe a little bit later Soviet.
0: I mean, it's not the last one was '84, right? Oh, only so we got a few more years. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm just excited that it's happening. It's cold. Yeah. So maybe the the kids will. Realize that he's alive and try to build a portal to get him back. That feels a little, I don't know.
1: Yeah. What if this one one hundred percent follows Hopper, and just doesn't go back to the kids?
0: That'd be a strange that'd be, thing. That'd be a very strange thing. <laughs> yeah, but stranger things have happened. Uh huh. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. All right. Yep. Um, and then the No Time to Die title track dropped.
1: Yeah. We haven't talked about that yet.
0: No, we haven't. You got a face.
1: It feels like it's just kind of a rip off of uh Sky- Skyfall.
0: Really. It
1: just it, fe- it yeah, it's a very similar feeling of the song.
0: I mean, all the James Bond songs feel the same. Yeah. Just I'd, I'd dressed guess, up in the the tropes of the time.
1: I don't know. It's This wasn't she had full autonomy on the song, was it?
0: No. I don't like, think so. I
1: feel like there's a lot of studio oversight on like how the end result sounds.
0: Yeah. Cause the... It has to sound like a James Bond title song.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, and that's exactly where I'm like, I don't know how much of it was Billy and how much was the studio. Because mm-hmm. this is uh, uh, Paramount, isn't it? No. Who
0: did? I don't remember who. The right. Fallout's
1: Paramount. Or uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Um... Paramount. It's not Sony, is it? I do
0: think... Yeah, it's, it's Sony. Is it Sony? I think it's Sony. Isn't Sony and Paramount together? I don't know.
1: James Bond. Who owns the rights? No Time to Die. It is... Well, I liked the song. Huh?
0: I liked the song,
1: I'll say that. I mean, I liked it, it just didn't feel as good as the rest of her songs. If that makes any sense. It... it mm... I think it's because she... So the thing that I really like about uh, Billie Eilish and, like, and, and Phineas is, like, mm-hmm. the songs they write are things that she can really feel. And they're, like, mm-hmm. they actual problems. Like, uh, the song called Zanny, which I've mm-hmm. probably heard, yep. is about, like, all of her friends are just constantly doing drugs and she's just, like, all of a coke. Mm-hmm. And just, like, she can she's watching all of her friends kind of decline into nothingness, like, like identifying them by their drugs and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, that's a really emotional song. Mm-hmm. And, like, just it's stuff that's real and this one just it i feel like it's just kind of canned yeah. i love her voice
0: <laughs> i don't know i it, it felt like a billy eilish song to me but also i'm probably less into her than you universal. are universal so. you know you know oh it's you, metro yeah Golden. yeah that's right yep okay i knew that yep
1: metro Goldwyn, what <laughs> mayor mgm
0: mgm that's right okay. yes i did know that okay yep. yeah all right. um, anyway, yeah. I'm, st- I'm still excited for the movie. I mean, I'm... It's got Ana de Armas in it.
1: I know. And Rami
0: Malek? Eh. You haven't seen Mr. Robot. I
1: haven't seen um, oh, you, Bohemian Rhapsody. You would
0: really enjoy Mr. Robot. I know! You keep telling me! It's <laughs> <laughs> just want to forget exists. I am I think all of the seasons are done. I just need to wait for season four to be on Prime, and then I'm going to watch the whole thing back through again, because it's a good show.
1: All right. Should we talk about the episode?
0: We should probably talk about the episode. It's my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday throw to fucking
1: cowbell at your head.
0: <laughs> uh, so it's your birthday. If, it's, uh, if birth- we release... it's actually not my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. If, but if we release this on time, then today will be your birthday. Yep.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And we'll all be hanging out.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. We'll see.
1: Well, actually, at the time of release, I'll probably be at lunch with my parents.
0: That's right. But uh,
1: yeah, today's my birthday, tomorrow's my birthday, one of these days is my birthday. All right. If you listening to this later in the week, my birthday was earlier. And if you um, listen to
0: this in a few years, well, maybe it's his birthday again. It could be my seems birthday. seems to come every year. It
1: does. Except last year, that was weird.
0: Yeah, tsunami, so year how ahead of you.
1: Yeah, it's annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, similar to Matt's birthday episode, uh, just context in case you, haven't, you didn't listen to that one. Uh, this is the year, Matt and my birthday are exactly two weeks apart. Yep, And this year is a special case where our birthdays happen to fall on a Sunday. Yay. This is when our episodes always release, without never fail. deviates. Um, so we decided this year to make the two episodes about kind of our preference of movies and stuff like that. And kind mm-hmm. of how we want to evaluate that will vary between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent Matt's episode kind of trying to figure out and solidifying what the criteria of good movies are for him. What mm-hmm. he likes in a movie. I've already kind of figured all that out. All right. Um, so I'm just kind of like elaborate on that a little bit more. Okay. And
0: I'm looking through my. And I I thought a fun way I could contribute a little bit to this is I can make recommendations. Yes. Well, because I'll know your criteria now. Yep. So uh,
1: I got to go to my ratings.
0: Uh, pull up my imdb too, so I can have stuff to, to flip through and jog my memory and think about things.
1: Uh, sort by my rating or your right. rating.
0: So you have also very few 10-star movies, right? I
1: have five 10-star movies. Okay. Uh, I had four up until yesterday, where I switched uh, Dark Knight to 10.
0: Right. Um, what are those five 10-star movies, Preston?
1: Oh, I just clicked on Heath Ledger. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> hey, come back! He's uh, a 10-star movie. So let's, let's start my number one, The Hunt. Okay. If you haven't seen The Hunt... So, Time stamp. Let's timestamp this one, because if we're gonna talk about the hunt,
0: 4:22 p.m. That's not very helpful, Shut is up. it?
1: <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the hunt, uh, hopefully Matt has put a timestamp in, um, to to tell you when when to go back, go skip ahead to listening. Because do not listen to this if you haven't seen the hunt. Go watch the hunt and do it without knowing what it's about. Yep. Re- avoid reading the synopsis. Yes. The. The reason I rate things 10 is because it def- it's a criteria defining movie for me okay um, The hunt defines dread all right it's this idea that as things are happening, there's really no one person to blame for anything. It's mistakes mm-hmm. and it's things people turning against each other for reasons of miscommunication mm-hmm. That is very prevalent during Marriage Story, right? Have you seen Marriage Story yet? Not yet. <laughs> um, I
0: didn't have a weekend last week, and then like I'd yeah, come back. and get Got stuff to do. Um, also, Better Call Saul was out.
1: So with the hunt, this little girl just doesn't know what to do. She got in trouble. She 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 really likes her teacher, and she kisses them on the list because she thinks that that's a thing you do when you like someone, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the the context of liking them. Right. And then. Like, she just, it's her, she's kind of, she got in trouble, and then she's mad at him. And so, she says something to her mom about him, or to the counselor about him, Mm -hmm. that implies that he sexually assaulted her, or molested her. Right. The thing she got was just from her brothers being stupid and looking at porn. Right. Her brother and his friend, I think. Um... And so she got this this knowledge that she didn't just brought out, which then began this manhunt for him. Um, and it's just this whole movie every fifteen minutes something happens where it's just like it just contributes to this dread of like, is he even gonna win at this? Is he ever gonna get out of this? Mm-hmm. Or are they gonna end up lynching him basically? Yeah. Um, and it it's just it's emotional and. You understand everyone's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if he'd actually done it, I'd be on their side because yeah. fucking pedophiles. Uh, pedophiles and sexual like molesters, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know that he didn't, but you're the only one who knows that he didn't. Right. And it's just, it's dreadful. But it, it's just emotional and it makes it, like, we, like, when we watched it, it was you, me, and Andrew, we sat there for, like, a few minutes afterwards just like silent (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's definitely one of my criteria is if it it, if it pulls visceral emotions out of me okay and dread happens to be one of those visceral emotions right um it's something that uh and and marriage story does it too but marriage story also brings out sadness right um made me cry about four times uh, which is important. Mm-hmm. So visceral emotioning, uh, visceral emotions to me is something that's really important. Which is why uh in game shot up so quickly, like right off the bat. It's because it makes you cry before the fucking Marvel card. Yep. And I was just like
0: this is going to kill
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it did. Just it, I cried so much uh several yeah. times when Tony was talking to his daughter and he said I love you 3000. I was just like <laughs> Robert! <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. Um, it just, I- I've said this for a long time, for like two years, that if you can make me cry in a movie, then I automatically like the movie a lot more, because yeah. I like to cry. There's probably some connections to my depression in there. Yeah. Maybe that I'm just like willing to cry now, and like I want to, so make me cry, please.
0: <laughs> Man, you're going to cry when you watch Batman and Robin, because it's so... Terrible. I don't like that kind of crying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like the dread to be my own dread. <laughs> the feeling um, of
0: dread you get when you look down. You're watching Batman and Robin. And you look look at the the timer, and there's an hour left in the movie. <laughs> like Thirty minutes in, I'm like, I don't want to be
1: done. Uh, so yeah, that's the one that really uh, really does that. um Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy is my second number 10. Okay. I'm just going in order of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what this says. Um, this is the movie that defines the criteria for me of putting me in the movie mm-hmm. um, and trusting your audience. We talk a lot about how. Uh, so, for Midsummer, there's that scene where it has the cup, like all the cups. Right. And his is a little more like red. Mm hmm. And. Like, while it's just on the scene, while they're doing other stuff with the scene, I'm like, I noticed that, and I feel good that I noticed it. Mm-hmm. But then they zoomed in on and focused on it, and it kind of made me feel a little less good mm-hmm. because they pointed it out to you. Right. Uh, as long as you were paying attention early on when they kind of showed that whole love love story, mm-hmm. they should, and you're just paying attention throughout the movie, you, they shouldn't have had to focus on it.
0: Right. Um, so, trusting – you you'd like trusting, to be trusted.
1: Trusting the audience to – to think, to, to be part of the movie mm-hmm. um, I, I am we, we talk about this all the time Popcorn movies are the movies that you can sit And there's a wall between you and the wall is a screen The movie's happening in the mm-hmm. movie But then there's movies like this Where you need to be engaged In the movie to get the movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: Dark Knight does that Like They don't, I mean they do explain things That are happening pretty often But like, they explain it once Right so with um uh what was the one scene uh oh the the court case uh, when uh Rachel is invest, uh, is interrogating Lau, mm-hmm. and he says one big plot one big pot with the money and then Dent goes RICO case. Mhm. If we if if they're all conspirators we can we can, are all conspirators if we charge one of them we can charge them all. Mhm. So then that that explains why then the next scene is just a courtroom of people going, not guilty! <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you didn't catch that, like, that's one time they explained it. Um, So they do a, a pretty good job of it, but Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is the movie that is 100% full of Fuck We Got Us, or We Fought a Ducks. Yep. Um, and, again, to explain this, because I had to explain it to Gage, because we only explained it, like, one time, and then we just reference it. Yep. To explain We Fought a Ducks, or Fuck We Got Us... Is when a movie ha- when a dialogue is purely the dialogue that the person would say to the other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the knowledge that the other person under has already ha- already has the context. Mm-hmm. So the reason it's that what what we call it is, if Matt and I are sitting at church on Sunday at eleven forty five and we haven't recorded yet, I'll turn to him and go, "Fuck, we gotta," and then Matt will go, "Yeah," because we both know that we have to record the episode. A lesser movie would go, fuck, we got to go record our podcast, which is supposed to release at 12 o'clock, but it's 11.45 right now, and we usually always go late, blah, 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 and we mm-hmm. have to do this, and we have to plan this out. That's that's a bad movie. That's explaining what's going on. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, if you're paying attention to the movie, and you're actually like noticing things, and just the way that they say things to each other are purely based on context that you've seen earlier in the movie— either visually or have been told, or the point is that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like, eye contact between two people, the way the eye contact is will determine the, the dialogue, and they don't need to tell you what that eye contact means. Right. And that's really important to me in a movie, is I actually want to go... A movie to me is an event, rather than just... I didn't like Hobbes and Shaw, because mm-hmm. it doesn't do any of the things. <laughs> <more>. Right. <laughs> um, I like to... I like to think I like to be part of a movie. I like to I like it to be intricate. That's the reason that I have, like all the my ideas for plots and stuff mm-hmm. are things that are really in depth and like intricate. Mm-hmm. Um so Tinker Tailor Soldier is that it's just it trusts the audience. Um it, actually you know it's almost not even it, it's a new level of it's not really trusting the audience it's more of like kicking people that don't care about the movie out
0: yeah okay it's that's trusting yeah. the audience
1: is trusting you to see something that's that's mildly important but also to to handle something well this movie is basically like look if you're not going to pay attention you're just not going to enjoy the movie and we don't give a shit the mm-hmm. people that are going to enjoy the movie are the people that are going to pay attention and thoroughly enjoy this movie not to say that you like because yours is a it's a seven or eight for you
0: the hunt yeah, no, no, Tinker Taylor. Tinker Taylor. Oh, it's an 8. It's like it's a eight. high 8. So,
1: But it's not perfect for you, right. but you still thoroughly enjoyed it because yes. you paid attention. Again, it's really hard for like for Matt and me to get a 9 or a 10. Like, yeah. There's not very many. Uh, an 8 is still a really good score for both of us. Um, I was explaining to him my rankings, my like ratings, mm-hmm. scores, and he was just like, we are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so like, we have a mutual person that we know that I tried to get to watch Tinker *Taylor Soldier Spy and she was just not having it because there was one moment where she was on her phone, missed the context, fucked the rest of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like you can't do that. You yeah. can't be on your it's, phone. I do it myself. I was watching it kind of relatively recently and I got on my phone to answer a text and I looked up and I'm like, ah, I missed something." Yep. <laughs> cuz I don't remember the whole plot all the time cuz it's
0: so intricate. There's a lot of little details. There's yeah. a
1: lot of little details and like we actually sat down there's a a point where um in it where he's got like all these chess pieces with names and pictures mm-hmm. on them. And we like sat there writing like all like, okay, so uh, this guy is the white pawn. This guy is the, this the black rook. And we're like trying to write this like, okay, yeah. let's see if we can figure out what, <laughs> but it turned out it didn't have any, no, nah. never meaning. It was just, this is a game of chess kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that it's, I, I want to, I want to be part of that crowd that, Pays attention to the movie, mm-hmm. and that that focuses on the movie.
0: Um, you like feeling smarter than the plebes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, fucking plebeians. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: my next number ten is Daredevil.
0: Okay. Uh, uh the reason
1: that that is done is actually because of the way that I want a Batman movie done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: Daredevil is a great way of putting you in the head of characters, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Dex. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll start with season one. So the reason I have it as an overall ten um is because you can't rate each season separately. Right. Um you have to choose the whole show. So I chose the ten because of season one and season three. Season one, you you have this villain, and you're like, he's an asshole, but he's also super fucking cool. Then you get the one episode that's about his backstory, and then the next episode you're like, I'm kind of on his side now. Yeah. That is an amazing villain. Yes. We've talked about this. He's like what? Like, he's like I can't remember what our consensus was. He's like my number two villain. Yeah. Uh, like like next to Joker. Mm-hmm. Um a fantastically done villain. And that's that's the criteria for this is a fantastically done villain. They don't do a great job with two. Um yeah. was, it, was it it was Electra, wasn't it? And she's Punisher. She's
0: sort of the antihero and Punisher's in the first half and it's the them just kind of fighting the hand.
1: Oh, is it the hand yeah. 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 Like
0: it's good. Yeah. It's near top-tier menu, yeah. but
1: So you've got so you've got this villain that's just like you understand his backstory, his anger, his wanting to root out the evil of of uh Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. His methods may not be the cleanest, but he wants to do what he's trying to do for Hell's Kitchen. Right. Change Hell's Kitchen to Gotham and you have Batman. Yeah. And and that and that's the thing. It's like you have this character that we know as a hero, you could change a couple words And suddenly it's – that's the villain of this show Mm -hmm. that makes it a good villain because you can kind of interchange him with a hero. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Then skipping season two, season three you have Dex, Mm -hmm. who's not the main villain. He's kind of the henchman villain, but you're you're watching his decline into just pain and suffering and struggling with what's going on. And once I start doing the whole, like, all the camera movements and stuff – because then season three introduces my element of – like putting you in the head of the villain Mm -hmm. and just the mosquitoes and like this, like this, this rejection and this feeling of need for, uh, for literally any sort of meaning, like beyond just baseball and stuff like that. It's, it puts you in the mind of the villain. And so daredevil, my criteria is villains Mm -hmm. doing a villain. Well, um, and it does the two different things. It does it very differently. Instead of watching the development of him into what becomes, uh, so yeah, sorry. Let's try that again. Fisk is you see this guy, you understand what he wants. They show you why he wants. Then you really get him. Mm-hmm. With Dex, you see him develop into what he is based on what he's neglected of. Mm-hmm. Deprived of. Deprived of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see what he's deprived of and what he, what he's going through, and that you see that 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 progression. Okay. Um, and it's just it's two of my favorite villains. And also what was the thing you said forever ago? It's the most interesting scene I've ever seen with copy uh with office supplies being thrown. <laughs> like, or I've never felt so much tension about office supplies. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment. Yep. Um so that's that one. That's that's why Daredevil's up there. Um number, my other number ten, I've got two more double number 10s.
0: Spider Verse. Right okay yep fair enough
1: and i said this when we reviewed this this is the only movie i will ever refer to as a comic book movie okay because it makes this is the movie so another criteria for me is it makes me feel like the movie cares about me Mm -hmm. um so for this one it makes me feel like the the creators did their due diligence to let comic book readers know hey we know what you like and what you'll understand. So we're going to put that in there. Mm-hmm. So the uh, one thing that just explodes in my mind every single time is when Scorpion is talking in Spanish mm-hmm. and it does a little translated from Spanish thing. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that yeah. because it's just, it, that's the, that's in comics. And it makes me feel like the, the, the creators read comics, yeah, read comics. Like there was stuff that's modern, uh, modern elements of comics. So it's got the older elements, of the comics, which is, I can't remember the name of it. It's all the dots. Um Dotting. Printing dots. I'm gonna I'm gonna Comics look this- Code authority. That <laughs> and that was such a uh, such a deep dig yeah. for for like anybody. Like everyone else was just like, what? But I'm pretty sure I broke Matt's upper arm <laughs> from that happening. It's still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> uh comics dots. Uh let's see if it comic dots backgrounds. Let's see if it gives me the name of it uh what are they called they are called benday dots that's it
0: that's benday the one day
1: dots uh created by honor of benjamin henry day who invented them Day right. dots i'm never gonna remember that nope um but yeah no th- so this movie like it feels like a comic book it's the only movie that i've watched that it feels like i'm reading a comic books people constantly try to bring about the angley uh, angley hulk That references the elements of comics. Like, it has, like, the comic book flipping, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you're watching a comic book. Right. This feels like I'm watching a comic book. And it's amazing. And it just – it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Another example of this is uh, The Witcher, where it's like I watched the movie – I watched the show. It was so much fun. And then I went and played the first one, uh, and the trailer – of the first one is almost a shot for shot of episode five when he's fighting the uh when he's fighting uh Anna mm-hmm. uh Princess Anna at Ada Princess Ada there it is. Right. Uh it's almost shot for shot of several moments. And that made me feel like the creators went watched that and it was like, hey, like even though it was retroactive, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize it when I was watching the show. It made me feel like they're like, hey, people who've played the games will recognize this.
0: They'll appreciate Let's it. Let's do that. Yeah,
1: and that's really, really good because it, you're, you're, you're allowing your audience to feel loved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not just shotgun. You're not scatter just movie stuff. You're, you're, you're doing a good job of making a show while also satisfying a very niche audience that are the people. You're, you're, you're showing loyalty to your already loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, Reciprocative loyalty That's it
0: There we go That's a, that's a really good one right there
1: Reciprocative loyalty
0: I like that Nailed it That's a Let's add it to the Plexicon Yes <laughs>
1: um, And my last number 10 is Dark Knight Woo I don't I think this is the exception to It creates a criteria Okay Uh, You know No it doesn't It's a, de- it's, a it's, it's the best example I can think of Of a developing plot All right where every 15 minutes there's something new like the, there's so many phases to the Joker's plan it's yeah. it's ridiculous like and how it just changes on a whim like it was like I want Batman to be unmasked and then uh Reese was like I know who Batman is and Joker's like you know what fuck that <laughs> I want that guy dead <laughs> and it just changes the plot the whole time there's yeah. no there's no stagnant moment of that movie um it's just this this intricate like what what is happening constantly on the on on the on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's, yeah, it's got a lot of momentum. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it.
1: Yes, uh, it, it's just it's changing, ever changing, and it does a character, it does several characters I care about deeply, really, 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 really well. Mm-hmm. Um, best Joker we've seen. Yep. Best Batman we've seen. Yep. Live action Batman we've seen. Hell, best Commissioner Gordon we've seen. Yeah, I have yet to see a better Commissioner Gordon. J- okay, J.K. Simmons is a great actor, not a Commissioner Gordon character. No. Um, it's uh, Alfred could be better. He's uh, he's a little off from the comics. Yeah. Um, but also Michael Caine, is fucking great. Um, the the moment, uh, one of the moments that really stuck out to me this time, because it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Is uh the very beginning with Scarecrow when it's just an opening scene of just Batman taking down Scarecrow, mm-hmm. but it's it shows you Aida, can you check if that's still recording? I've been talking nonstop for like an hour and I can't, <laughs> I can't get up in the middle of it. Um, it it establishes the relationship between Batman and his villains. Yeah. Um, it because that's the thing about comics is like all the villains kind of like the main villains kind of know who how Batman works. Right. When the villain like, is like, doing whatever he's doing, he's kind of like, okay, I got to watch out for the Batman because I know kind of how he's going to do this. Batman mm-hmm. always kind of keeps him on edge. Uh, but the, the thugs don't. Right. They're like, they're the ones who shoot Batman. Right. When the villains are like, that's not going to fucking work. <laughs> so I'm going to do something different. Right. Um, so it's the, it's the element of when Batman, the, these copycats, so the moment a gunshot goes off, he goes, that's not him. Yeah. And then Batman, and then the Batmobile just rolls in and just sits there and he goes, That's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> like That's a great moment. It, it shows. Well, it, A, it shows uh, Scarecrow's understanding and his actual intelligence in that relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It also shows that Batman didn't stop fighting with Scarecrow since begins. Right. Like, it's, they're just constantly back and forth and how he always gets out and stuff like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. It. It implies a big element of the comics mm-hmm. into this universe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that 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 opening scene was re- scene was, well, excuse me, was really good. Yep. Um. Yeah.
0: Most of the other scenes are also really well, good. well. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but that that scene really stuck out to me this time. Just the yeah. Um. Ha- seeing, have you seen Happy yet? No. I don't think you're all gone to it. Uh, the guy who plays the Russian mobster. Is the guy who plays the main villain oh. in Happy, and it took me forever to get that because mm. he's bald in the Happy, but he's got like a long hair in this uh, one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, one complaint I will have about Dark Knight is you never see which of Gamble's men wins. Oh. I kept just my kind eye of out, fight and then none of them pops this, back this, up. Yeah. This watch through, I kept an eye out for, and there was no black men on on, on his team on Joker's and uh, Joker's minions. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing
0: that I, I well, noticed? Well, it sounds like a Joker kind of thing to do. Let them fight among themselves. Last guy gets up panting and bloody, and he arm him. broken, and just shoot him in the head.
1: Yeah. Well, stab him.
0: Well, have one of his guys shoot yeah. him in the head. Yeah.
1: Um. There was another thing I noticed that was really. Oh. Okay. So. Andrew says that this wasn't. Was, this was intended to be a trilogy from the beginning. Um, I thought. No, it,
0: was, it wasn't.
1: Oh, you guys are. You guys are have different. I don't. I don't have. I don't know. I thought this was supposed to be the last one because like it ends well.
0: Yeah. No, it ends this way. And the studio said, "Hey, Nolan, come back and do another one." And Nolan said, "I don't really want to make yeah. me." And they get. And they're like, "Here, we'll give you most of the money." Yeah. Just come back and do it.
1: Um, because there's a point. He's like, uh. Um, when Bruce is talking to Lucius he's like, how does it do against dogs? And he's like, Rottweilers or chihuahuas should do fine against cats. I was like, is that a reference to Catwoman? Probably. Because like, had the next movie not happened, that would have just been a reference to Catwoman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, also Zaz is brought up in um, it's, it, this is one of those things like I, I mentioned while I was reading *Crisis: Heaven and Earths mm-hmm. I'd read it, go read other things, come back, and then I just have another element of understanding what's going on. Right. This is kind of the same thing. Like I understand all these references. I think last time I probably caught on to it, but uh, and *Batman Begins* Zaz is being charged with something.
0: Really? Yeah. When?
1: It's like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely *Batman Begins*. It's like kind of uh-huh. mid, maybe. Uh, I i don't want to i actually don't want to claim when but i definitely oh
0: yeah okay yeah 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 i remember the scene
1: well so when was it
0: it's uh it's kind of in the middle it's um scarecrow is defending him or like providing evidence that keeps him covered right
1: right like he's like he's, he's, look, he's just insane. he's just yeah he's yeah. insane
0: he's clearly insane yeah and he has that great line to um to rachel maybe organized crime has an attraction to the insane yeah or something He's a great scarecrow.
1: He's a great scarecrow, and that—that's the thing. Like Batman Begins, it's um... Liam Neeson's also a great. Oh, and that's another thing. Is like uh, mm-hmm. with with Batman Begins, and I'm just gonna start talking about the fucking Batman trilogy. All right. Uh, Ducard. He goes by Henry Ducard, mm-hmm. who was the is the guy who trained Batman in detective work. Okay. Um. So having that element of like, it, yes, he's Rachel Ghoul, but like bringing that other other name that comic mm-hmm. no, comic users know, uh. Wait, what I say his name was? Ducard. Henry
0: Ducard? Yeah. I mean, it might be pronounced Henri.
1: I can't remember if he's uh, if Henry or Henri is the dad or the son. Because the son comes back and Damien Wing kills him. Uh-huh. Uh, Sticks two fingers in his face. Oh, you'll see that in the... Oh, wait, no, you won't. That's a different... I just gave you the Batman New 52. It's in the Batman and Robin New 52 one. Ah. Uh, doesn't matter. But yeah, no, it's those are good movies but dark knight rises or dark knight um the momentum of the of the movie um, mm-hmm. very rarely do we have a movie that just changes on a dime every like every like 30 minutes
0: right um everything is an impetus for the next thing and the plot just kind of builds on itself yeah like everything it's like okay well that's the logical extension of that is this brings us to the next scene mm-hmm. and then it goes from there
1: yep i also love the fact that heath ledger insisted on putting on his own makeup
0: that makes a lot of sense
1: you, know, you didn't know about that no Yeah, he like he, he like he wanted the idea of like the fact that the joker puts on his own makeup so he mm-hmm. wants like the paint in his fingers and stuff so like there's yeah. several points where he's like doing something and you can see his fingers and he's got the makeup mm-hmm. on his fingers so he like just puts on his own makeup
0: yeah and it makes it it's like all smeared all over like it yep. should be yeah
1: fucking nuts, though.
0: yeah Rest in peace it's great all right so good so that's my criteria.
1: All right. uh, I wanna, I kind of want to like fly through some of my nines to see how many of them kind of like satisfy that. Twelve Angry Men, kind of momentum. Yeah. Like one changes every once in a while, and you like yeah. understand it. And... It's
0: it's a very low key movie, but like yeah. every step again, it's it's driven by the previous and yeah. expand on itself. Yeah.
1: Dunkirk is tension. Uh, tension for a days. A sense of dread. Yeah. Uh, days, hours, and minutes? Or no, days? No, weeks, days, and hours. Those are the three, right? One
0: week, one day, one hour. One hour.
1: Uh Silence of the Lambs, Dread.
0: Just a good movie.
1: Yeah, just a good movie. Uh Dark Knight didn't change it. I needed to change it. Uh Schindler's List. Tears. Oh, the visceral emotions.
0: <laughs> so many. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> uh Locke. Dialogue.
0: Yeah. That one's almost a momentum one too, it feels like. Yeah. Like every He's every phone call. Fast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a small car though so the mass is pretty low so he has to compensate oh, yeah. with high velocity yep math jokes physics jokes
1: uh all oh, lord of the rings just great movies yeah, uh
0: drive uh can't think why
1: yeah i don't know
0: maybe it's not actually that good shut up oh,
1: snap uh got him boom you i love that movie uh game of thrones breaking bad umbrella academy umbrella academy is just like weird and i like just weird yeah that's fair but it doesn't that's not a criteria i need for a 10 right um the oh marriage story is a nine i mean we talked about that the the dialogue kind of fuck we got us the dread the the sense of understanding everyone's position and right everything's falling apart uh i'm in valkyrie uh, uh, some of these i haven't seen in forever valkyrie 1917 uh kind of it it does the plot doesn't change but -hmm. it's a beautiful fucking movie yeah so the oh wait now i'm in eights that's an eight these are eights
0: Uh, ah yeah
1: i don't have very many nines holy shit i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen nines okay that's not very many i have five tens and thirteen nines
0: you need to watch more movies no kidding. We've got like seven or eight tens and probably one hundred thirty nines. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah. All right, I've got some recommendations for you. Cool. If you're interested. Yep. Uh, I've been plugging Loveless for a while. Yes, but you have. It's I... actually
1: I have a I have a notes uh on my phone mm-hmm. uh, of podcast related stuff. It's where I keep all my what you've been up to and news yeah. related things, and then also like suggestions because. You've suggested things firmly to me several times, mm-hmm. and I always forget them, so I have that one written down. Okay, good. Because
0: wanna... that, one's, that one's very much dread and um, emotions, and you understand these characters, but you don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it just... It's an uncomfortable movie to watch, but an uncomfortable movie to watch in the best sort of way. Yeah. Um, Green Room. Green Room. That's
1: on Prime right now, isn't that it? That
0: is on Prime, yeah. Uh, that one's... It's very much a dread movie. It's like so basically the plot is there's this traveling kind of small time punk rock band okay um and they go to uh oh yeah
1: we've uh, talked about this I've
0: talked about it a little bit I'll go over it again for the listeners it's uh there it's like a bar area or like a bar kind of off in the middle of nowhere, and they they get hired to do a gig there. turns out it's a white supremacist bar um and so they play the gig they witness some um something bad happens Mm -hmm. they get kind of get caught in the crossfire they lock themselves in the green room and then the movie is like more than an hour the the remainder of the movie is like more than an hour of the white supremacists trying to break in and kill them all and the band trying to survive and break out and escape yeah a lot of dread some very good visceral violence cool a lot of fun um uh the oxbow incident
1: the oxbow how do you spell that
0: Exactly how it sounds. Ox. The ox hyphen bow incident.
1: That's not at all how I would have spelled it.
0: Okay, <laughs> ox
1: bow incident.
0: Uh, that one, that one's very old. It's from like nineteen thirty-eight, maybe. Okay. Um, basically, the plot is there's this drifter. He comes into town. It's a western. Um, okay. He comes into town, and the town, um, some well-respected guy in the community comes into town and says hey, uh, this guy's kids got shot and his uh, cattle all got stolen. Let's go round up the thieves. And so they go out and they catch some guys that they think are the thieves. And it's like basically all over the course of one night of them interrogating these guys mm-hmm. and trying to figure out exactly what happened. It's sort of a mystery that unravels, but it's it's got some emotions and some good moments. And okay. um, it's a very interesting one. It's a It's a real classic, but it's one that holds up, I think, in much more than just an academic sense. Okay um i i think you would enjoy it quite a bit cool um yeah uh the night manager i talked about that recently that's a that's john le car it's a mini series it's on prime um it's not quite as duck fighting as tinker Tailor soldier spy mm-hmm. but it's also just a little more exciting yeah which i think is a worthwhile trade-off um i mean it's i think it's good to have a whole spectrum of things but yeah. this one it's uh and just the acting is so good the music is really good the um, it's got an incredibly catchy main theme the title sequence is great just it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's it's kind of got that dread it's really got that momentum just mm-hmm. like everything builds towards the next thing um and it does a good job of trusting the audience and like it rewards you if you pay attention i think that's that's bright uh speaking of john Lacar, who wrote tinker taylor uh-huh. and the night manager that's not that um, bright either. it's a little bright <laughs> uh, a Most Wanted Man. That's another John Le Carr adaptation. It's one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last film roles, which is... He's a wanted man. Sad. He's not the wanted man in this. Oh. He's just a man. He's, he's a man who wants the other man. Oh, I see. Not in a romantic way. More oh. of a political thriller kind of way. Yes. Um, so the plot is... It's modern day plot. Basically, um, a guy turns up um, in I think it's berlin um and he's uh he's muslim and has all of the makings of someone who could be a terrorist Mm -hmm. no one's really sure who is what his deal is and so a whole bunch of different intelligence agencies are either trying to um capture him because they think he's a terrorist or acquire him and use him as bait to catch real terrorists Mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's a very interesting sort of intricate story it's again it's it's intricate, it's layered, it does a lot of trusting its audience. It's cool. not very actiony. It's it's kinda Tinker Taylor light, but in a modern day setting. Okay. With modern day themes and ideas. Um a serious man.
1: A most wanted man and a serious man.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh so that one that one's Cohen Brothers. Okay. Uh it's 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 kinda got that. Not dread necessarily, but it's a guy and things just constantly keep going wrong. Yeah, he's just a normal middle class Jewish dad and uh-huh. um, in the suburbs, and things just keep going wrong in his life. Uh-huh. Just little things, and they stack up. It's and it's about him trying to find meaning in all of it. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny, but also just kind of sad, and it's 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 and it's very Cohen, very Cohen Brothers. Okay, it's a good one. I don't know what um, that means. Well, they're kind of dark comedy somewhere on that spectrum. Okay. And this one, it's they've got a a, a real kind of I don't know. They've got a very particular flavor I okay. think in their movies. Um speaking of men, No Country for Them, for those those men, the old ones to be particular about that. Uh you haven't seen that one, right?
1: No Country for Not the old men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have not. Okay, good, cuz I think you'd enjoy it. That one, uh, very much audience trusting low dialogue. Um, also very much the plot drives itself. It's Mm -hmm. sort of a, a kind of a thriller, but just a very low energy or not low energy, but, um, low action one. Okay. So there's this guy played by Josh Brolin. He's a hunter. He goes out, he finds the scene of a drug deal gone wrong, grabs a suitcase full of money and runs. Hmm. Um, and basically it's about everyone trying to catch this guy either to protect him or to kill him and take the money. And um, the the plot just kind of develops from there. Okay. Um, Javier Bardem is all time great movie villain, and the one of the key guys trying to capture him or kill him and take the money back. Um Who's the
1: guy that gives a coin to the dude? To it's the Javier end? Bardem. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's not a gives a coin to at the end. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of early on. Oh, I okay. Can,
1: I thought it was the end.
0: Call it. Huh? Sir, I I don't understand. I need to know what I stand to gain everything oh yeah <laughs> great scene cool. but that's that's a movie stacked with great scenes uh let's see um and good time good time just because robert pattinson although i mean not just because robert pattinson mm-hmm. it's a little bit weird it's also one of those movies where just things kind of constantly go wrong and every time the thing goes wrong something goes wrong it drives the plot another different direction okay um so that's the one it's a uh, him and his his brother who's um somehow mentally incapacitated um they're like small-time crooks a mm-hmm. uh, job goes wrong his brother gets captured and he spends the movie trying to break him out and then trying to go on the run um, but just every step something else goes wrong mm-hmm. and it just kind of blows up and gets really messy and it's, it's fun okay also robert pattinson's great yeah
1: yeah i need to see him in more things
0: yeah.
1: i should just watch harry potter for like six times that will give me a whole bunch of... Oh,
0: that would be painful. Yeah, it really would be yeah, painful. No. Mm, nah. Yeah. yeah. And, All right. Yeah, and I mean Uncut Gems also. It's by the same guys that did Good Time, and it's kind of got that same... Things constantly going wrong, and every time something goes wrong, it drives the plot another step forward. And... Yeah. All right. All right. I, I, I think that's a, a good good lineup of that recommendations for you there.
1: is nine recommendations. Okay. I'll see when I can get to those.
0: All right. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, i think that's uh that's all so that's my, all uh, my main
1: categories are or criteria are dread mm-hmm. which is a uh, more of a subcategory of just visceral emotion mm-hmm. um momentum mm-hmm. i think is the one that we had for uh dark night uh kicking out uh, like trusting your audience to the extreme mm-hmm. and fuck we got us uh making me feel like you care about me. Mhm. Oh, what was that uh reciprocal 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 loyalty? Loyal- reciprocal loyalty. And What was my other 10? I'm
0: missing one. Spider-verse. That was the oh, that's sort of, yeah. reciprocal loyalty. Yeah,
1: yeah, Uh dread Holy shit. <laughs> Preston, come on.
0: This is embarrassing. I thought of another recommendation. Oh, villains. Oh yeah. I have another recommendation. Dread. Because it has dread.
1: Oh, shut up.
0: Also, it's a great movie, though. Okay. And it's got momentum.
1: And I like Carl Urban.
0: Yeah. And uh it's got uh Lena Headey.
1: Oh, Cersei. Yeah. Nice.
0: Um that was fun. Alright. Alright. Uh shall we? Uh we we shall. Alright. Alright. Uh thanks for listening, everyone. Happy birthday to the inimitable Preston. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that noise was, but it was a it was a thing. It was
1: inimitable.
0: Yep, that's true. You're not inimitable. <laughs> nope. Yeah, see, I did. I wasn't. I was unable to imitate it. Unable. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. We're on Facebook. Just, just us losers. I, it, you okay. know, there's got to be like a thing wow. that you say about it. Just, we're on Facebook. Just us losers. I don't know. I don't. What am I? What is that supposed to mean to people? I don't know. We're on Twitter at Losers Pod. See, there's like an actual thing. We're on Twitter at this particular location. It, yeah. it makes sense. Get your act together, Facebook. Just also get your act together, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram at Losers Pod where we post the episode teasers and also occasionally other stuff, I guess. Uh, we're on Gmail, JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com, where if you want to submit a list of movie recommendations for Preston, that'd probably be a good place to do it. Um and he will try to get to them at some point. Although, who knows how long that'll take? Years. Years. He's got so many movies to catch up on. Yeah. Just so many. Uh we're on YouTube, Quality Entertainment at youtube.com. It's not how that works, but we're on there. Quality Entertainment. And that's spelled like koala, like the animal. T like as in t-shirt, T E E entertainment as in entertainment uh and we're gonna have some fresh new exciting content coming your way on that so yeah uh check check that out um we have patreon where you can give us money yeah for free yeah right up to you yeah all you have to do is just give us some money um no if you want us to go see movies like sort of stuff that's out outside the realm of our usual wheelhouse and go see it and review it that's the, the the place to do that because you know we got to defray ticket costs um i would like to go see the invisible man i don't know if i'll have time if i'm not financially motivated in some way yeah. but i think that'd be a fun one to watch and review so you know chip in a few bucks and maybe we'll go do it. yeah sounds like a thing uh do we know what's coming next week Uh, superhero actors I think? superhero actors superhero actors something about actors that are superheroes
1: have been and or are or will be superheroes and what else
0: they have done right so basically we're just going to list the imdbs of everyone that's ever been in a superhero movie no that's not true We're yeah we're going to do something about uh the the casting of actors who are most famous for being a superhero in other things and how that yeah. how that reflects on them how they play those different roles how the casting influences your version of the your understanding of the character it'll it'll be a whole thing we'll get it, thing. there'll be like themes and stuff it'll be good be a whole, it'll be a whole thing. yeah all right um i think that's all the things i'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode so i'll say the last couple things i'm supposed to say and say thanks for listening bye bye Bye. Oh,
1: shit. i don't know if that got picked up <laughs>